Welcome to this um, Danish Board of District Heating podcast. Today, um, I have invited two, uh, I would say two experts um, to share their opinion about um, the magazine Hot Cools. The next theme is called Going Green. No, it will also be about going green, but definitely also about going green. No. Meaning we, we don't necessarily aim at the total green solution in the first step, and today we will also, but um, this step-by-step, step-to-step approach is what the theme is also about. Um, I mentioned the two experts, and um, I'll um, leave it to themselves to um, introduce, or I will introduce them in a second a little bit more, um, but um, I'll ask a question to you. First, um, it all comes out that um, you have met in Croatia. So, um, Johan from Edale District Heating, you visited Croatia um, a few weeks back. What did you learn? Can you? What was your greatest experience there? Um, well, my greatest experience. Well, I can tell you what I saw or yes. what I experienced. Um, I saw a, a few uh, old district heating systems, uh, mainly used for, for heating and not for hot water production. They were using a lot of uh, uh, fossil fuels. Um, so, so systems were a bit old in that way. Uh, but I also saw a lot of uh, potential for going greener uh, and making the systems better at the same time. And and there's also uh, a potential for, for expansion. Um, i think uh, in, mm. in at least some of the cities so it it was a good experience good over to you Horvath. you are from croatia and you had the danish delegation coming um, to your organization these two weeks ago and johan was there what did you learn from them well i'm still inspired with the level the district heating uh, is positioned in denmark i had the opportunity to visit Denmark a couple of years ago, and I'm still inspired by how strongly uh, this heating is backed up with, uh, in Denmark. Especially, I know two-thirds of Denmark is covered with this heating, and the countries, Croatia and Denmark, are by the size uh, more alike. And also, the level of res- uh, renewable sources used in DH systems, actually, not o- only renewable sources, every kind of excess heat, everything is used and uh, especially when you, I'm also especially interested was interested is the solar power is used very strongly on, and we in Croatia have I think double quantity of the solar power and we don't use it at all so there is a, really a huge potential and if I look what Denmark is using and what Denmark does have and what Croatia might use there is really a huge potential also the level of support for district heating in Denmark by the people, by the government is very high. This is not the case in Croatia. All of this gives us actually the hope to preserve, to persevere, to persevere and to go into that direction also with district heating in Croatia. Good. Thank you very much. Um, now, um, i would like to hear from both of you um, a little bit of um, the background of um, your district heating um, company. Um, 
Horve, can you please um, introduce you us um, a few words about yourself? Give us some background on, on Croatia and dig a little bit deeper into um, the situation in your city. Mm-hmm. So I personally have quite of interesting professional experience. I am electrical engineer by the education, but ended up twenty years in finance, and since a couple of years, so let's the last six years, I am in the energy sector, meaning in this company. Back to the roots, the energy to the engineering roots, so to say. Uh, the the company itself is uh, established around 50 years ago with the aim of to introduce the district keeping in the city of Karlovac. It was, for the creation terms, pretty ambitious. At that time, there, wasn't, there weren't many district heating systems. The company itself is covering around half of the urban part of our city. We are keeping around uh, 7.8 thousand customers, mostly residential, 7.5 thousand out of that is residential. Uh, we uh, heat around half a million square meter of uh, heat service. Uh, our pipeline network is supports uh, two kilometers of pipes, and we is with the power of 60 megawatts. Uh, we have a star-shaped pipeline system. We deliver around 50 gigawatt hours uh, of heat per year, and the company itself has 49 employees in this moment. Our main challenges is, of course, as also Johan said, uh, the old technology, the, the dependency on the fossil fuels. We need to introduce uh, certain kinds of automation. We have to optimize the processes. Uh, currently, we are in the project of introducing the uh, renewation of our existing heating pipeline system. We will recover around three quarters of the system, which will, of course, bring us uh, brings us a huge step forward towards using renewable resources. And uh, there are also quite a lot of things we can improve. For example, uh, what I have also learned from Denmark, uh, Denmark is heating uh, their systems uh, 12 months per year, uh, 24-7 regime. We do it only eight months from autumn till uh, end of uh, spring and we do it so we have summer stand still and we uh, shut down the heating every night at 22 hours and we start again in the morning around five so this is all of that is pretty pretty bad for the pipeline and this is what we have learned and this is what we have <coughs> in mind uh, regarding again general challenges we have to move forward towards going green not greener, but we have to first become green, then greener. We have to also do energetic zoning in our city. This is something what is common and normal in Denmark. In Karlovac, we are interlaced with a natural gas network, so the customer can choose. This is also bad for the development of pipeline. And also the legal frame, the state legal frame in Croatia is something we have, we have to work on in order to bring it to the level that it is clear and concise and usable for the system. Um, also, uh, regarding the renewable resources, uh, we are looking forward for geothermal. We have geothermal uh, resources near city, and it is the, pro- the project is in the process, but it will take a couple of years. 
We also have uh, the newly built cogeneration plant on biomass. We are working with the other company to join our with the pipeline and to have at least half of our heat in our pipes from a renewable source. And of course, we with all with two renewable sources, we cannot go wrong. Okay. Thank you very much. I think we'll return um, to you and hear a little bit more about Croatia maybe later in the talk. Now, um, Johan, you took over um, as boss in Edel um, District Heating some months ago. I can't even remember when it was. And you have big plans for expansions and new heat sources and going green. Um, tell mm. us a little bit, bit about your background. Yes, well, uh, um, I'm a marine engineer and uh, I'm 55 years old now and I started working in district heating when I was 24. So I've been doing that for a couple of years. Uh, I don't, maybe I will, I will never get away from it before I retire, but uh, that's just the way it is. Uh, it suits me. Um, yeah, well, I started in uh, E-Day in, in, uh, in May. Um, we got uh, e -Day District Heating is a small company. Um, we only have uh, around 800 customers and sell uh, 25 gigawatt hours per year. But um, but uh, Edale Municipality wants us to expand district heating so we can cover the whole municipality. So uh, I think within the next seven years, we'll, our yeah, we will sell around 120 gigawatt hours of district heating every year. So right now we are marketing district heating, getting new customers on board, and we also have to find uh, new green heat sources so we can deliver green heat to everybody who wants it. So, uh, and that's a that's that's a huge task as well. Um, uh, marketing is going okay. It looks like uh, around. 70% of uh, the, the people who are offered district heating now will uh, say yes. Um, so, uh, so the conversion, the people you, who's now on gas and you tell them, why don't you change to natural gas? 70% is changing, is saying yeah, yes to that offer. Yes, it looks like uh, we will hit 70%. So that is all right. I mean, it could be better, of course. Uh, but, uh, but, <laughs> but this district heating is still new in E-Day. Um, so uh, I think when we, in a couple of years, the, the percentage will be higher. Um, the Danish people know that you have to move away from uh, from fossil fuels. A lot of them are using natural gas. A few of them is using oil. And, and they are starting to, to uh, get the message from the government. Uh, they're starting to understand the message that we can't keep on using natural gas. So uh, they got a choice. They can use district heating or change to a heat pump. And uh, district heating will be the best solution for them. Of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. <clears throat> More facts about Ida and we should know now? No, not right now. No. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, yes, do it. Johan, did you yeah. make? Yeah. Yes, well, there are a few, a few facts, of course. 
the, the main part of our heat is produced on uh, uh, local biomass. Right now we get a, a surplus heat, a surplus wood from the surrounding forest uh, in a 20 kilometer radius. Uh, we also have some, uh, some solar panels. So uh, in the summertime, uh, the demand for hot water is covered by our solar panels. And um, uh, next month we'll start uh, um, uh, doing the tender for uh, for a heat pump on uh, uh, on sewage water. So uh, that will be ready within the next 18 months. So we have a, a small uh, heat pump on sewage water as well. And and that is the way we will uh, develop the system uh, when we uh, get new customers. Then we have to to build uh, more production as well. And how green are you today in percentage? Do you know that number? Uh, how green are we? Well, <laughs> we say that uh, our, our wood chips, they are around 90, 96% uh, uh, carbon neutral. Of course, there's always, uh, there will be a bit of transport and uh, some, some mm-hmm. manufacturing going into it. But if, if we didn't use that uh, biomass, it would just rot away in the forest and, uh, yeah, emit carbon. Mm. Okay. So we are we are pretty green. We we still have a uh, we still have two uh, small uh, CHP engines. Uh, uh, one of them will be shut down. Uh, they're, they're on natural gas. Uh, one of them will be shut down uh, by the end of next year, and uh, the other one uh, two two years after that. So in three years' time, we will be very green. But yeah, we will shut hmm. them down where we can. Super. Back to Carvage. Um Johan said they're converting a lot of um, natural gas customers. That is, all, of course, also a part of going greener, helping people to move away from a fossil fuel. Is that part of your plan as well in Croatia? Uh, of course. Uh, it, it, we have many plans. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is also there was a couple of years ago uh, our local energy uh, company consulting company in the region came with an idea with an idea for the people to sell the rest of their wood uh, after uh, processing the the fallen wood uh, and to use this to make to buy, to acquire a wood chipping machine and then to use it but uh, currently it's just the plan uh, actually uh, 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 Croatia currently is working on a document for using uh, any kind of green energy, but I have to say definitely not not as near as Denmark regarding uh, ambitions and uh, possibilities. It's, most of it is actually postponed up to 2030, according to the latest document. What is pity because current some things you can use. Uh, right now, you shouldn't wait 10 years to, to use it. Um, I just wanted to ask Johan, uh, what's the ownership structure of your company? Well, uh, our company is uh, owned by the, by the municipality. Mm-hmm. So we got one stockholder. Uh, it's a stock company, so we got one stockholder, and, and that's, the, that's the municipality. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the director of the company, and we got a a board who's taking care of the business. I'm taking care of the business with the board, and that's it. Because 
I was, uh, this is a, a pretty, pretty much like, like here in Croatia, we are owned by the city of Karlovac. Mm. And, and uh, what, what, was, what I have seen when I was in Denmark is that actually uh, some of the uh, district heating plants are owned by the citizens themselves. Yes. So this, is, this, this sounds like uh, utopia for us, but, it, is, <laughs> uh, but it, it, it works very well. This is something what I wanted just to emphasize. Currently, I can't imagine in Croatia that it would easily work. So when you mentioned you will uh, uh, bring 70% of the customers. Yeah, and I, I got the impression, maybe I was wrong, that it's not such a, such a big number or let's say that you are not quite happy with it. I would be very happy with at least 30 or 40 and, and not just 70. Yeah, yes, but I, I would like 80. Uh, um, <laughs> so, yeah. 80 is better than 70, but yes. for, the start, for the start, 70 is, I would say, perfect. Yes, it, it is good. It is good. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, also, uh, if I may comment, you said uh, you had uh, your... Uh, uh, customers or potential customers get clear message from your government. So mm. I, this is something also very nice because uh, we normally we don't have such a support at least the keeping sector from government. They have probably some more important business to do. So mm. in, in, my, in my impression, this keeping is, is always somewhere on the end of the queue of the problems. And uh, as long as it works and the prices are okay, it's not a problem. So mm. this is also one of the reasons why why we don't develop the sector as we might. Just wanted to comment to reflect on your words. Yes, yes. There's a there's a the Danish government is uh, is is really focused uh, about us getting away from using fossil fuels. So it's uh, that they want to get rid of all uh, natural gas boilers and all oil oil boilers as well. And they are, are helping us by, by uh, yeah, giving us the best laws they can, and of course uh, giving some uh, fundings as well. You can, you, if you live in an area where you can't get district heating, you can, you can get a, a bit of money uh, when you want to install your own uh, heat pump. So there's uh, everybody knows that we have to to move away from fossil fuels, and the government helps us uh, to do it. I would like to then, Johan, it's interesting what you say there is you mentioned the national government. That's what I hear. Mm. But and you're owned by um, by the municipality, meaning mm. that your board is some elect members from the city council. Yes. Is it you telling them which way you're going or are they giving you directions to better get green soon because Ada and municipality have ambitions. Which way is, um, where uh, is it coming from? And what would the best solution be? We won't tell them, but uh, you, can, you can share with us and our listeners. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, uh, uh, um, there's a very strong focus from the, the, uh, from the city council uh, on district heating. And there's also uh, a, a strong focus on us being green. Uh, they, they have approved uh, of uh, the project in in EDA, uh with the expanded ex- expansion project. Uh, so so they have seen our calculations or and other calculations, so that they know it's the best solution uh, for everybody, for the for the individual customer and for the society as well. So so there is a strong focus, but um, of course they set a goal, and then it's up to me to find out how. We reach that goal, so so I have to to 
to to show them now how we can get there. And I'm, yeah, and that's my job. I'll, I'll do that in cooperation with the with the uh, with our board. So uh, there's a, yes, I mean, and, and the focus is uh, from the the city hall and also fr- from us. So we want to go green. That's a one of the reasons why we work here, uh, we want to, to help out. We, we want Denmark to go green. That's one of the reasons. Yeah. And yeah. you, where is um, where's the city council in you? How how do you work with them? Are they setting the guidelines and um, um, are they um, are they pushing you? Well. Uh, as long as we don't speak much about the prices and the investment and the, then, then the development requiring money, I don't have a problem. <laughs> I, I find myself somewhat, sometimes too, too advanced in my in my thinking about what should we do and how should we develop. Uh, and of course, for the development, you have to uh, have the consent of your owner or, or, and, and from your customers because for the development, you need money. And for the money, you have to bring it either from the prices or you have to have some kind of grants or something like that. Mm. Uh, the trouble is that the, percep- the perception of the uh, of the uh, prices, uh, uh, in a way, in my opinion, a bit wrong because the district heating as a service is uh, is from the level of the service pretty high, especially in Karlovac. You just when you enter the apartment in Karlovac. Uh, everything is ready for you. When something is wrong, the district heating company will come and repair. So you ask on this one-stop shop, you have some problem, you ask this heating company to repair, to help, to complain, and so on. Um, but the perception is, okay, it should be on the level of the cost of, I don't know, wood, personal burning of the woods, because this is everything. This is heating both, but they don't take it into account that actually the, the, our system is much more uh, complicated and more required. In that, in terms of that, uh, every kind of uh, 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 discussion regarding improving the service or investing, what requires price increase, has a low chance to succeed. So, besides our regular problems, our regular challenges like rupture some pipeline and old production and so on, when you say, okay, then we should invest, then you have some kind of a barrier to push. Uh, regarding city, I can't really complain. Uh, they are acting also like in Johan's case, they are supporting or, ge- or generally they don't uh, uh, block some improvements. Uh, the problem is actually that the per- general perception of the service comparing to Denmark is low and then every kind of uh, uh, planning, uh, every every uh, kind of development uh, would be challenging to push. Uh, only probably with EU money, this is this is something what is interesting because it's not our money, so to say, it's the money from you, then it should be done because you have to take the money and use it properly. But uh, the development as a normal DNA of any company is something which we are struggling a bit. So uh, um, uh, I would uh, I would say it's it works. Uh, we are supported, but uh, the general public and also a part of 
also our owner as a part of general public in a way uh, we, we will have problems to push some development to introduce something more advanced. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, but uh, I got a question for you because uh, you 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 are you are talking about the, the problems when you have to invest, but but um, yeah, you are talking about the biomass plant as well that mm. you can you could start using heat from from that one. Um, It, is it uh, will it be poss possible for you to to use the heat from the biomass plant in a way so you can lower your prices and then have money to invest in something else? Uh, so uh, I I am very very optimistic regarding biomass plant because there are three parties so to say. Uh, so mm -hmm. the biomass plant itself, we as district heating provider, uh, the city of Carlos, okay, and of course our customers. Mm -hmm. So. I don't think any of these, par these parties uh, don't uh, support, uh, doesn't support the introduction of the biomass energy in our pipeline. So we are all for it. Mm. Of course, the citizens wouldn't like to increase uh, the price. Um, uh, actually, no one would uh, uh, like to see a huge price if it's not sustainable. Also, the biomass plant itself. So I am very optimistic. I hope. Uh, if not in one year, in two years we will connect because they are ready to connect. The only, what we only miss is the pipeline. And currently, they are also the biomass plant is also interested to invest in pipeline by themselves because they have excess heat. Then it's better to use it than to than not to use it, so to say. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so uh, uh, this is something what we are looking really looking forward. Uh, I don't see it will not work. It will, in two years, we are there. I'm very sure. Mm. I would uh, maybe, um, of course, one thing is price and one thing is the local authority. And of course, if they said the driver, um, I think there's also something about the marketing of district heating and how to change perception of district heating. Mm. Johan, you have experience from two different district heating companies within the last um, half year. And, and Johan and I were actually um, um, just in England. And there you're told that um, even though there's, a, I don't know, 30 kilometers, 20 kilometers between the two uh, municipalities you worked in, not far anyway, mm. there are two very different approaches to what people think about. Um, district heating. Maybe you can elaborate a bit on that, and maybe however you can just comment um, when when Johannes is done with that. Yes, um, in uh, Gentofte, I worked in Gentofte and Gladsaxe. That's uh, on one side of Copenhagen. Um, generally, uh, uh, an area with uh, large houses, people having uh, good jobs, and uh, they are very concerned about the future of the planet. Uh, they don't uh, they don't lack money. So it, the, the, the really important message to them is that if you choose district heating, you're going green. That's one big driver for them. And uh, the other very important thing for them is that district heating is convenient, as you so as uh, like you do in Croatia. It's it's a it's a it's a service for them. Uh, usually in Denmark, you own your own district heating unit. And you have to make sure that it works and 
call your own plumber, but uh, we introduced a model where we could own the district heating unit and we could take care of everything, the installment and making sure that it worked. So, so that's another big driver in Gentofte and Gladsaxe. The convenience and it's green. Right now I'm in E-Day and um, they think more about the price of energy. Of course, they like the. I've in, uh, introduced the same model where we own the district heating unit, and they they like that because they don't. They then they don't have to worry about uh, uh, a big bill, a big bill when something breaks down, um, and they also know how much money they're spending uh, every month. But they, they look at the price, the energy price as well, uh, uh, a lot more than uh, they did in Gentofte and Gladsaxe. Um and uh, at that, uh, well, when, when people look at the price, then we you have to to talk in another way. You have to 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 tell them other things. But uh, you shouldn't look at the price right now. But what it, right now, uh, the district heating is really cheap compared to natural gas in the, in Italy because of the the high natural gas price. But I know it can be dif different in maybe two or three uh, years time. But uh, but um, what we have to talk about with them now is that, well, if you look at it over the next 10 years, the next 15 years, the next 20 years, we got a very good opportunity. We've got the possibility to keep the price low because we know uh, we, we can plan our investment and we can make sure that we get the cheapest green energy source into the system. And in that way, we can make sure that you you, you know how much money you go, you have to spend on heating, and that's important right now. I, I can see that. But uh, I mean, uh, six months ago in Ida, uh, I don't think they would have been so happy about uh, district heating as they are now, because back then the gas price was low. But but uh, so we, we we try not to talk too much about the price, but about the the the, the amount of money they have to spend every year. And, and that they can be certain that there will be a price. So, so that's important as well. Mm -hmm. It's really important to keep your customer in focus. That's also what you're saying. And they are yes. different from different areas. And so yes, on. they are. They are. They are different. They are different. But uh, they, they, they they want the same product, but uh, we, we we have to tell them different things. <laughs> so. Uh, if I may ask, then we're speaking about customers. Uh, do we have some general suggestion, suggestion how to bring the Croatian customers to the Danish level in terms of district heating image? Uh, so how to bring them that they appreciate district heating because also you also have experience of, let's say, different approaches. Yes. And how to motivate them to go green, uh, what's not, what doesn't necessarily have to be expensive. But definitely a good way, but doesn't have to be expensive. Yes. Um, uh, if if it's possible to make people proud of what they are part of, then you then then you are uh, then you will bring them to another level. Uh, so so um, what's as a, in eDay right now? They are happy about that we are using uh, wood chips from the local forest. And when we tell them that we uh, are using uh, surplus heat from from the wastewater, we will be using that in 18 months. Then they're happy as well. 
so because they know that it's local resources uh, that we are using. So it's 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 not uh, imported natural gas or oil or imported wood chips. Uh, they're very happy about us reducing the heat locally and using local heat sources. Uh, so, so that's one of the things that important in E-Day. And um, I think a, a lot of smaller district heating companies got started in Denmark by the customers. Because they, they got aware that if they, they, they invested in something, maybe 200 houses, 300 houses, 400 houses, they could make it better, cheaper, and more efficient than if they had to invest in uh, a system by themselves. So, so that's uh, if you can get that small community somewhere to get involved into a project, and they can see the benefits, and it won't cost them too much. They can <laughs> maybe it will cost them a little bit on top, but if you can do that, or you can even make it cheaper to to their current solution, then that's I think you have to do that. You have to get small parts of people being happy about district heating, and then it it can evolve from there. Um, the local patriotism idea. Yes. Yes. This might work. This might work. Yeah, this might work. We just have to find the recipe for that. Yes. Yes. It creates local jobs. It creates local activities. Um, More people, even if they don't get heat from the district heating system, will benefit from it. Maybe it can add value to the forest industry that Mm. you can actually buy a very small amount of money, but still a little bit extra. Um, the surplus um, wood or wood chips from the forest. So there, there's a lot of good things for the local community. Mm. Um, podcasts tend to be very long. And I know if it comes to district heating, the three of us could continue f- for hours. Anyhow, um, I think it's um, time to round off and okay. um, say um, – a big thank you to both Johan and to Hörve for, um, for this. But before we do that, and before we all send our applauses to each other, do you have a final comment? And it's a one-liner. What is, if you should, if you should switch jobs, I don't know what to put. What is the best? It's a general recommendation I'm looking for, for um, everybody in Europe or in the world. You have this heating company. It's not very green. What is the first step you'll do? Let's start in Croatia. What is the first thing people should do? Your recommendation. We are all waiting for your golden words. Mm. I would say following. Uh, Promote the Danish district heating uh, situation and those uh, that it works. It's not expensive and it's really something to do because if if i look at it in in totally everything is in its place price positioning uh people everything is in its place so it works in denmark it can work also elsewhere Mm. for all of us not in in uh, in all of us in the situation of uh, uh uh, let's say problematic district heating situations. 
we have to look at the Denmark's case, which is a real proof of concept of work. And my message would be promote your distributing success. Thank you. Johan, your turn and an advice to the world. Uh, to the world, yeah. Well, I, I would just say that uh, for district heating to work, planning is key. You have to know where you want to be in 10 years' time. And and we know that the, the world is not uh, uh, stable. You know that energy prices are going up and down and doesn't look like things are getting cheaper. So always make sure that you got high efficiency and you got a, a reasonable mix of heat sources. So so you will be able to navigate if the power is, is expensive or the wood chips are expensive or and vice versa. So make sure that you, you create a, a, a very good system with a good mix and, and and make sure that you know where you want to be in 10 years time and plan the route. And I can hear that uh, uh, you are going in that direction in Kolovac. So that's uh, nice to hear. Thanks. Okay. Thank you both. It has been very informative um, and very enriching. And um, if we make it simple, um, plan well and seek inspiration from somebody who has always been successful. And that might be from a, a Danish situation. Thank you for taking the time and um, good luck with your continued work. You're welcome.